It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how you doing? Did you have a great Christmas? I did. It was great to be around family. I'm I'm actually, like I mentioned earlier in the week, I'm in Dallas, so I'm I'm here with family, which is fantastic. Uh, and, you know, everyone got what they wanted and, you know, enjoyed Santa and all that good stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, it, the, the cherry on top for me really is the uh, the Cowboys' current situation because uh, absolutely it, it, whenever whenever it's bad and it's like around Christmas time, like which actually you know if you think about it, really Cowboys have been in it usually for for most December, so it's oh, yeah. not it's not really a thing. But when when it's when it is bad and you know that you're not in it, uh, especially as someone in my family who's just known as a huge Cowboys fan, I, every single relative wants to talk to me about how bad the Cowboys are. <laughs> so when they're good, it's, 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 a, it's a completely different situation. Well, see, I have the same kind of thing because most of my family is not Cowboy fans. Yeah, so yeah. that, you know, when the Cowboys are bad, it, it really ruins the holidays for you because that's all anybody wants to say is how bad your team is. But, hey, it's, the, Cowboys are, the Cowboys are good this year. Hey. They're going to be in the playoffs. They have a meaningless Week 17 game for... Oh man, I think this is like the third week, third season in a row where this game doesn't mean anything. It's impressive. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the the Cowboys are going to go into this game. They're going to try their best to win. Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett both kind of came out in the media this week and said, "Hey, they're going to treat it like a playoff game. They're going to play hard. They're going to play anybody who's healthy." Um, so let's kind of jump into this matchup with the Giants. And before we even do that. We need to kind of preface this with we're not exactly sure yeah. who is all going to play and who's not going to play, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's hard to predict exactly who will end up on the field, you know, for the actual football game and how long they will play. Um, you know, it, whenever anytime we talk about this all the time, whenever we're unsure of the motivations, ultimately, you know, whether, whether when when the teams are playing to win the game, it's easy to try to figure out what's going on, but when right. that's not the only goal. Uh, it muddies the motivations and there, thereby it makes it difficult to try to predict what's going on. So I, I think that there's, you know, yes, they will try to win this game. I also think that it's important for them to make sure that they go into next week healthy. And the, uh, I think that that's a delicate balance that a lot of coaches struggle with. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about what we think is going to happen here. But, but yeah, to be sure, this is something that we are not completely confident in uh, our, our evaluations. All right, let's go ahead and start with the Cowboys offense. Uh, it should be, assuming everybody plays, it should be the, the full-strength offensive line minus uh, Travis Redrick, obviously. Um, 
kind of in this matchup, are you looking for the Cowboys to kind of execute their normal game plan on offense, or do you expect to see them maybe work on certain things in preparation for the wildcard game? So for like example, their deep passing game has kind of been off a little bit all, all season long. Do you, is that something that you maybe try to work on a little bit more this week, knowing that this game ultimately doesn't decide whether you make the playoffs or not? You know, I my thought process with these kind of games is that you have to go into it like it's a regular game, you know, and, and that's sure, across absolutely. the board. I mean, whether it's personnel or with uh, play calling. So my point being, I don't know that they're going to I don't know that they should necessarily use this as a testing ground, I guess, is what, you know, kind of what we're talking about here for, you know, trying to work it out. But I think, you know, they should call their normal routes and continue to work on it, you know, through the process of playing the game. Um, It's going to be interesting. You know, the the interesting thing about saying all this is that play calling is affected by personnel. So, you know, if they decide to eventually pull Tyron or Zach Martin doesn't play or, you know, if, if, if there's, you know, sh- shifting or, or backups in with the offensive line um, and, and you're still playing with Dak and Zeke in the backfield, it, it'll be interesting to see if there is a kind of cause and effect there that, you know, maybe they do kind of go to more short passing game due to just sort of need at that point, just to protect Dak and that sort of thing. So, um, but as far as like, working out issues or you know get, you know kind of smoothing things out I, I think the way that they are going to need to do that is probably just in the natural act of playing the game um so we'll see you know the, the truth of the matter is is if they don't play all their starters and this is a not a meaningful game for the cowboys there's a you know a chance that they could get behind in this game and then they'll get plenty of opportunity to work on their passing game All right, let's talk a little bit about the Giants' defense. Uh, This defensive line used to be one of the best in the league. Mm. Now they're a little bit younger, and I actually like a couple of their pieces on their defensive line. Um, Their their edge rushers are, uh, what's the word, Uh, average anymore? I mean, I like Olivier Vernon, but he's not the same player we saw earlier. But their interior of their defensive line, I mean, I really like Dalvin Tomlinson. Mm -hmm. B.J. Hill is an up-and-coming player that they drafted this year. What are your thoughts on this Giants' defensive line? Maybe what they can do on Sunday. Well, you know, I mean, this you can speak to this a little bit too, but uh, from what I've seen, you know, Mario Edwards has shown up there and actually given them some pretty good snaps as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was actually a pretty nice addition by by uh, uh, New York. You know, kind of mid season. When did that actually go down? I can't even remember. But I, I just, uh, that was that was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He's just starting to work his way into the lineup now. Yeah. So I mean, I think. Oh, so he's been there for a while. So yep, yeah, he's been there all season. Long. Oh wow, that's crazy. So I mean, yeah, I, I just started to notice him these last few weeks. So I guess he's kind of starting to fit in a little bit better. But I think he's, you know, from what I saw. He was giving them some uh, good snaps inside, which is a position that I think kind of fit his skill set really well. But you're right. I mean, I think especially early on in the season when Vernon was kind of banged up a little bit, uh, they didn't really have anything. You know, Kareem Martin is not a solution as a pass rushing defensive end. No. You know, and, no. and so if you don't have anything opposite of Olivia Vernon and Vernon's hurt, I mean, you don't really have much of anything. I mean, even the guys that you, we talked about, Edwards and Hill and, and Tomlinson, those guys aren't exactly pass rushers. So, uh, you know, that's kind of where they've had problems is that 
they have had to try to you know kind of do a whole bunch of different things to get pressure on the quarterback and then that's left their back end a little bit exposed and they don't exactly have a back end that can you know stand to be exposed so you know guys like Jenkins will um he's a, a solid corner in this league but he will bite on every double move that you provide to him you know and so sure. if uh, sometimes that means that he gets interceptions when people are trying to read their hots but if you're able to get protection against a team that can't get to the quarterback you got time to run double moves and 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 leave that guy in, in the in the dust and so you know it's been a lot of feast and famine for this defense and, and i think you know it's clearly not the same defense without that we are used to with snacks and jpp and vernon is kind of just like the was another piece in that line now vernon is the focus and the guys that they have are, are good young pieces but they don't have enough of the yet and, and I think it's not enough to kind of overcome that deficit yeah let's talk a little bit about that back seven for uh, for a second um, obviously they're linebackers man <laughs> I, that Alec Ogletree trade just boggles my I mean, mind we talked, because to, we, we talked about it then you know it's just he's it's unbelievable that they did it frankly they just don't have they clearly have no good evaluation and no value for the linebacker position it feels like no not at all um, Ogletree has been a disaster all season long for the Giants. Uh, their best player in their secondary, Landon Collins, is out for the season. Uh, he's given the Cowboys problems in the past. Uh, you talked about Janoris Jenkins. I-, I liked him at one point, especially when he was coming out of the draft. Um, but it seems like over the last four weeks or so, now that the Giants are kind of out of playoff contention, he's just cashing paychecks. I, I don't expect to see a, a fired-up Janoris Jenkins in this game. So if-, if the Cowboys can protect Prescott, I would think he'd have no problem throwing against his secondary, right? I mean, Jenkins especially is going to have a really hard time with Cooper. I mean, I think that Cooper is the kind of guy that gives people like Jenkins just absolute fits. I mean, because because he's a technician. Right? Yeah, he's going to make his hook routes look exactly like his stop and goes, you know, and and so you're going to bite every single time. And and yeah, he's and he will and he's so fast I and mean, he's so beyond the fact that he's just a better athlete than Jenkins. He's such a technician that he'll make Jenkins bite on these routes and then he will toast him behind him. Right. And the thing is, right. they, they, it's just, you know, it's beyond all that. I mean, they, they don't have any depth at all. I mean, their other starting corner, I'm pretty sure, is B.W. Webb. You know, like it, it, it was, <laughs> former it was, Dallas Cowboy. BWM. Yeah, I mean, like the guy who, who's stuck around in the league, and kudos to him. But I mean, he's he's a below average cornerback in the, in the league. And he's really a least. slot corner. Is really yeah. what he is. Yeah. So I mean, I think yeah, I think Cooper could potentially have a huge field day, and if and if they are not able to get pressure on the quarterback against us, uh, yeah, I think Cooper's licking his chops against the secondary. And so should Beasley. Right. You know, I think I think both of those guys. Oh, yeah. There's oh, not much absolutely. that they can do in the slot. And I, what we have not seen yet, which would be great, is we haven't seen a game yet where both Beasley and Cooper go off. You know, and I think that's is that what, possible with the Cowboys' low volume passing attack? Though I, I mean, th- is that really going to happen? I think it's look. I mean, the, the Cowboys' low volume passing attack has a lot to do with the situational that that, that running the ball with that Ezekiel Elliott has provided a better path to victory for them. If there's a situation... And, and I agree with that. I'm saying just because they don't have the, the sheer number of targets no, to go no. around. Like, and what I'm saying is that 
if the game plan provides for it, then yeah, I think it can happen. Like, I mean, if they, if like, let's say New York shows up in this game and is determined to stop Ezekiel Elliott and, and just, you know, they, they focus all their resources on Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think that it's unreasonable to think that, you know, Dak will just take what's given and, and allow, you know, because the, because this is, there's some bad mismatches here that would allow for feeding both Beasley and Cooper in succession because they will draw coverage away from each other. Absolutely. So one quick thing before we go. The Giants are 30th in sacks this year. They have just 26. They can't get pressure on the cornerback, and they can't cover anybody because they just don't have the talent in the secondary, especially without Landon Collins. So if the Cowboys do decide to execute their normal game plan, I would expect Prescott to have a pretty good day uh, against the Giants in New York. All right, let's pause and take a quick break, and we will be back to talk about the Cowboys' defense against the Giants' offense. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an Action Heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners, we have a special deal to save 20% off your entire order, just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about the Giants offense. It's likely that they're going to be without Odell Beckham. Uh, There's been some talk in the the New York media that this is potentially Eli Manning's last game. Um... (laughs) I mean, I hope not, right? That's, no, that's I the, hope not, and I don't believe it. Right. <laughs> um, so I fully expected the Giants to come out trying to, to win this game. They're gonna, they're, Eli is going to want to put on a great performance to show that he deserves to be back here next season. So what do you maybe expect to see from the Giants this week? I yeah. Have you ever watched a Giants game? <laughs> like more of the, more of the same, you know. I mean, uh, look, uh, everything that is with the Giants is what it is, you know. They that unless they're ready to make wholesale change, and that's got to start with the quarterback. 
Um, you know, and especially without Odell Beckham, you know, this is going to be a team. They're going to throw short, good, get ready for the slants. You know, I mean, uh, the, the coaches have changed, but the game plan really has not changed much. You know, the, the difference is that now they have a much more capable back to catch the ball out of the backfield when they swing it out to him. And, and so Barkley is, you know, the guy to watch in this offense without a doubt, especially with uh, Odell Beckham, um, you know, Ingram and Shepard are, are great young players and, and, and will kill you if you let them. But I, I will gladly allow those guys carve me up rather than get Barkley started, you know? So absolutely. Especially in the pass game, because I mean, the short passing, I mean, he can take a short pass and then take it the to the distance. So, the Cowboys, you know, they, uh, they, I would say, are probably as well suited to face Barkley as maybe any defense in the league. You know, with the the linebacker play, they got two physical, fast linebackers who can cover a lot of ground. Um, so they just need to keep the, the secret is still the same. They're going to throw the ball short. Cowboys need to make sure that they're rallying to the, the, the catch point and arriving physically uh, and and tackling when they get there, not bouncing off of people uh, and, and allowing extra yardage. They need to shut the shut the, the yak down completely. And, and if they can do that, you know, I mean, this I don't know, especially without Odell Beckham Jr., if you can keep Shepard and Ingram in front of you, I, you know, Eli Manning is Eli Manning and Eli Manning will always be Eli Manning. Like if you, it's, it's not quite Jameis Winston level, but at the same time, it's like we were, I was saying on Twitter last week, keep it all in front of you, make your tackles. Eli is going to Eli. And then when he does take advantage and win the game. So a couple of things really quickly. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, this is a game that I'm really anxious to see how he performs because this is why you drafted him. You drafted him to cover uh, you know, an athletic tight end like Evan Ingram and to make tackles in space against Saquon Barkley. Uh, I, I think this is a matchup that should suit him pretty well. So I'm excited to see him. We didn't see much of Van Der Esch. I don't even think he was active in week one or week two when they played. Uh, the Giants. So this is going to be a kind of fun matchup to see how those two guys go against each other. Um, Noel Dell Beckham likely this week. He's missed the last, I think, four, three games with a quad injury, did not practice on Wednesday. Um, so that leaves Sterling Shepard to be the number one receiver. And if you've watched Sterling Shepard throughout his career, he's an excellent slot guy, but when you force him to move outside, he's just not the same player. Um, and then after Shepard at receiver, the, the cupboard gets pretty bare for the Giants. Do you know who likely their other starting outside receiver is going to be this week, Landon? Oh, you know what? I feel like you asked me. Didn't you ask me this <laughs> the last time we did this? Yep, I, could, I did. I, it's, I, and it's a new player this time. I, I don't know who it is. No, I can't. I can't remember. It's Ru- it's Russell Shepard, oh, who was yes. a special teamer at LSU. Yes. Uh, Benny Fowler, who was a cast off from Denver. Benny and Fowler. Wow. I haven't heard Benny Fowler. Corey name. Coleman. What? Corey Coleman signed yeah. with them? Is he even getting on that, the that, field, though? Yeah, he, he got a target last week. So. Wow. Those will be your receivers. You have to worry. Worry is the wrong word. You have to cover on uh, on Sunday. So, uh, not a lot of firepower with the receivers off of the Giants this week. But it's Saquon Barkley's show. He's. I, I expect him to see a ton of touches this week, um, as well as Evan Ingram. 
All right. Any more notes on the Cowboys defense? Anybody you expect to maybe see rested or you know their snaps scaled back a little bit on the Cowboys defense? I'm, I'm interested to see if Anthony Brown makes it back to practice. I mean, I would imagine that I would probably not play him. Just if he's still, I mean, if he's having back issues, give him an extra week. There's not really a reason not to, especially if he's serious enough that he missed the game last week. Give Jordan Lewis a couple extra snaps in there. I mean, I think he he it would be good for Lewis, who's played well. He's earned them, and I think uh, you know, I think it'd probably be best be- best for both players. Uh, we don't expect Tyrone Crawford to play in this game. Uh, he he's obviously dealing with a neck issue. We're not sure exactly how serious it is, but all indications are that he's going to be okay. Um, so maybe that opens up some more snaps for Taco Charlton and maybe Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, do those two? I mean, I, I'm excited to see those two play some extended snaps. Um, if if that's the case, are you excited for either one of those guys this week? I think they definitely need to be. You know, I, they both should be active this week. I think. I mean, just because I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want Lawrence playing a ton of snaps. There's just not really any reason for it. There's, you know, I mean. Uh, like I said, he needs to go through the week of practice. Go ahead and go through warm-ups if you can. But otherwise, he's one of those guys, him, Martin, really that's the end of the list. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott, but I just can't imagine them doing that. So uh, I would – Lawrence and Martin are my two guys that I would not be surprised if they just made them inactive and didn't play them. Um, All right, one more one more guy really quickly yeah. uh, before we move on. Karan Reed. I, I thought he's played well over the last couple of weeks. He's a guy that I would like to see play, you know, I think 30, 35 snaps. I know his snap count over the last couple of weeks has gone up. But Karan Reed interests you at all? I, I mean, I, I'm I have a big fan of all these down roster defensive tackles. I think that they've done a, a, a you know a yeoman's work this season in, in the rotation, and it's crazy how much you know that this this defense is considered one of the best in the league, and the defensive line is is very very good at stopping the run, doing a lot of different things. And if you look at the snap counts, it's it's actually crazy how many snaps some of these guys have gotten, and and really. No one's noticed. Now that means that some of them aren't making plays, but guys like Karan Reed, Daniel Ross, um, specifically, those guys do a great job of creating without collecting stats. If that makes sense, you right. know, creating right. disruption and uh, causing the plays that somebody else is finishing. Um, and that's that's. I mean, to be steady and then to make an occasional play as a third or fourth defensive tackle as a, in a rotation, that is what you're looking for. You, you, you want guys who aren't going to give up the, the goat as soon as they, uh, you know, give up the ghost. <laughs> give up the goat. What is that? I need coffee. <laughs> get, the, the, you need guys who aren't going to give up the ghost as soon as they, you know, step on the field. But it's even good defenses, great defenses have guys who – come in and make plays and that's and you know they're not these guys aren't full-time playmakers but they're they're holding their own with the and then making an occasional play which is a, a really great sign for this defense uh daniel ross antoine woods and karan reed three guys that mm-hmm. nobody had on their 53-man roster you know in the offseason have combined to play 924 snaps for the cowboys this season and they have you know listen those have been some quality snaps in there so kudos to rod marinelli for getting the most out of his defensive lineman once again all right let's go ahead and make our predictions for week 17 oh, our man. last game of the regular season this one is by far the most important we've got to go out on a high note right but it's the most um, difficult yeah. too because we have the the, 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 <laughs> the worst about it, the worst type of information for it so this is oh this uh, is the worst yeah it, it's it, this is a total crapshoot yeah absolutely. all right landon who do you have winning this game and why 
man, I I don't know. Um, I I think I'm I think I'm gonna pick the Giants, but uh, but I think it's gonna be one of those situations where the Cowboys will have the game in hand completely the entire first half, and then maybe start slowly rotating people in in the second half and then allowing the Giants an opportunity to kind of get back in the game. Um, so I think, you know, I'm just going to pick the Giants because I feel like, well, I mean, neither one of these teams have anything to play for at this point in this game. No. But the, uh, the Cowboys are actively don't want to get hurt. And for the the Giants, you know, there's, I, you know, we can argue the playing for pride, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know that they're not they're not going to be playing cautiously. I guess is what I'm saying. So that can usually mean that you know a level of aggressiveness that the Cowboys may not be interested in matching. So um, I'm going to pick the the Giants because of that, but uh, not by much. You know, by maybe by probably less than a touchdown. So I'll say twenty one twenty four. Yeah, I kind of have the same feeling. I, I feel like the Cowboys are going to be able to move the ball up and down the field against this Giants defense. Um, you know, I think Barkley is going to be playing for something because he wants to win the Rookie of the Year. Eli obviously wants to try to save his job. They do have a little bit more incentive to to play hard in this game, but it, it, the Giants aren't going to blow the Cowboys out. It, it's not going to be one of those games. It's probably going to be a pretty ugly, low-scoring game, probably similar to what we saw last year against the Eagles in Week 17, like a 6 to nothing type of game. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Giants, we'll say 20 to 17, pretty close until the end. Maybe maybe Barkley breaks up a couple of big runs or receptions, and that's the that's the end of the game. Uh, okay, second, right. sec, real quick yeah, before we go, second part. This this is I'm, I'm adding a, a, an audible here. Sure, who, give me your prediction on who you think the Cowboys are going to play on next week. Is is it locked in on Seattle, or do you think Minnesota is uh, going to pull this out? So for the Cowboys, they play Minnesota. They need to win. Mm-hmm. They need to win, and Seattle needs to, to lose. lose. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't see any way Seattle loses this week. I think they want to be locked into the five seed, and they're playing good football right now. So I would say Dallas plays Seattle, and then probably. Oh man, see what gets interesting is: Do you think Minnesota beats Chicago in Chicago? Or is it in Minnesota? That's, that's the yeah. That's the I think uh, that's this is not great radio, but I, I'm pretty it's sure in, it's, it's in it's in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. So I, yeah, I kind of think that Chicago actually wins that game. I, I mean, even but though Chicago doesn't have anything. I to know. Play. I still think I still think <laughs> Chicago wins because I mean I, I I think I just think that they're that that much more talented than Minnesota. And all right, so let me Minnesota. let me ask you this: Who would you rather play? Or who who don't you want to play between, between the, Seattle, the Minnesota, and the Eagles? I guess you can't. They can't play the Eagles, right? There's no they, way. They well, can no, play they the could Eagles. play the Eagles. I think there's like, but it's like by far the least likely chance. Oh okay, no, wait. So let's maybe let's, they can't. Uh, yeah, it's very. I don't unlikely. think they can because and they can only be the sixth seed. Yeah, it's. A, I don't want to play the Eagles honestly, unless it's the second round. I agree. I, I think if it's the second round, I feel better about playing the Eagles. But but. Um, I, I'm I'm happy to play Seattle or Minnesota in 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 the first round, but just because I mean I mean you know you're playing a playoff game, it's not going to be a, a a good matchup no matter what you know it's not it, it's it's going to be a tough game no matter who you're playing. Um, at least with Seattle, I feel like the Cowboys know them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's some there's some yep. value there to to that. I think, and playing at home is is helpful. If we had to play either of these two teams, Seattle or Minnesota, in those locations, I'd be terrified because both of those places are terrible places to have to go travel to. And the Cowboys have lost playoff games in Minnesota, and then then lost mm-hmm. you know big games in Seattle. So I think as long as we're playing at home, I feel comfy with the fact that I got to play either Seattle or Minnesota. Yeah, I see. I I want to play Seattle as well. Minnesota scares me just because they have obviously talent on the defense. You know, I think they match up well. They could put Xavier Rhodes on Amari Cooper and probably feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. I, their receivers are fantastic. Yeah, Seattle on the other hand, um, I mean, I know how great Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson are, but it's just a team that has not played that well on the road this season. I think their best road win was against the Lions this year. Yeah. They have road wins against the Cardinals. Um, it's, I I don't know. I, Rob Marinelli over his career has a pretty good history against Russell Wilson. Yeah. Their offensive line has improved this season. It's not fantastic. It's not not great though. Yeah. Right. And I think, I, I, I think the Cowboys offensive line can neutralize the Seattle defensive line. I mean, Frank Clark's having a great year, but I think Tyron Smith can hold him down and Jerron Reed's playing well, but it's it's not it, it doesn't have the talent of the Vikings defensive line and obviously they don't have the same talent in the secondary. So I, I'm okay playing with Se- playing Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. I think we kind of know what type of game that'll be. There'll probably be a game that's yeah. what twelve to nine entering the fourth quarter, something like that. Probably, and, yeah. You know, physical, it, physical football game. Yeah. I I think that'd be a fun wild card game, and yeah. I think the Cowboys have a great chance to win that. I agree. I agree. I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited about it. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game, and we will be right back here next week. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.